Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the Hook Better Lead the Podcast. And today I'm talking with Dave Taggart of A5 Roofing. How you doing, man? What's going on, Tim? Glad to be here. Uh, we're talking about the three hardest parts of starting a roofing company. And D- Dave is actually about 60 days out now from starting his own company. So congratulations, Dave. How does it feel? I know it's probably a mix of emotions. It is, man. It's a, uh, it's, it's bittersweet. Like I, I like, everybody likes being the boss, right? Everybody likes being the one that makes the tough decisions. Um, but it's a lot of responsibility. Um, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, worries. There's a lot of things that you're focused on all the time. There's a lot of stuff that's pulling your time and attention in different directions. And it's, uh, it's, it's fun. It's really rewarding, but it's, uh, it can be a little difficult, um, you know, just trying to get in the groove and get the hang of things. So. This is something I can relate to to a certain degree because I started this business and bootstrapped it. I never got any debt or anything like that. So like I've been hustling, you know, I, I never got funding, you know, all that stuff. Um, but yeah. when you're when you're starting a roofing company, give me what are some of the hardest parts? So we got three here, but what's number one? <clears throat> well, number one, starting a roofing company, I, I would say the hardest thing that you're going to encounter is um, like work and life, right? Uh, separating the two and making sure that you leave time for the family, for your kids, for your own mental health, um, and not being constant. It's really easy in business to be super consumed about business. I remember when uh, Jackie and I first met, she literally told me, all you talk about is roofing. And now all her and I talk about now that she is my, my equity partner in a roofing company, all we talk about is roofing. So it's, you know, it seeps its way into every facet of your life, but you have to keep something special for yourself. Um, so like for me, that's the gym every morning. That's what I do. That's where I go. I get my, my endorphins and my time to myself there. So um, balancing like, like, you know, work-life balance, which I was telling you, I don't really, I don't really believe in the principle that you can balance work in life. Then that's just my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. Um, but I don't believe that the two exist in opposition to each other. I think you just have to pick what's most important and that day and then execute on it. Yeah. I think like it's surging when your energy is good, you know, um, sometimes I'm loving it. I mean, I really like it sometimes like, and that's, you probably shouldn't start a company if that's not happening sometimes, Yeah, you know, like when I'm loving it, I need to surge. I need to go hard. I need to like, whatever you're good at, go hard in those moments. I think there's a great book. Um, I actually don't remember what it's called, but it's about managing, like basically managing your personal energy is almost more important than managing your time or your money or like, when am I the best? And to me, like, honestly, Monday mornings are good. I'm, I'm good, good to go on Monday mornings, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday and Friday, I'm a little less like, so I, I stack all my most important tasks in those key areas. And I think like managing personal energy uh, is huge. Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'd agree, man. Yeah. When you're on fire, go after it for sure. All right. What's your number two hardest part of starting a roofing company? Figuring out how you're going to pay yourself. Um, you know, they say it doesn't matter how much money you make. It matters how much money you get to keep right at the end of the year. Um, figuring out what things to pay from your business checking account versus how much you have to pay to your personal checking to pay other bills that aren't related to the business. 
Um, that's kind of a difficult thing. Like I remember I was looking at our bank account, our business checking account, and I'm like, now how do I move what's in there that's mine to my, like, what do I do? You know what I mean? Like I have it, I see it right there and I want it from this account. I want it in this one over here. Now how do I do that? You know, what's the, what's the legal, how do I pay myself? I've made this yeah, money, yeah, now yeah. I want it, you know? Yeah. I've made it, now I want it. And how the hell do I get it without the IRS getting mad at me? Like, what do I do? Yeah. So, so you give them more than half of it and then you put the rest. Yeah, in. right, right. So that, that was, was the cool. thing, you know, when I was just a sales guy, I would just, uh, you know, close the job, build the roof, um, collect the checks and then file for the depreciation and get the commission. And it was like, I got paid, the money went into my bank account. I put a percentage away for taxes and the rest of it was like, bills and you know jet ski rentals and whatever else sales guys do you know no i feel that all right so what's the third one here well right now the third um hardest thing that i'm dealing with and this may be unique to my situation because we did decide to start a roofing business in the first week of october um we're coming up on the holiday season and we're operating in two different locations because i spend half my time in san antonio it made sense for us to grow a market in San Antonio as well as Fort Worth. So I'm operating in two locations and that goes back to the first part, right? Like work-life balance. I'm, I'm between two cities 50% of the time with different responses to door-to-door sales for the roofing industry, different markets for roofing. And the people in San Antonio and the people in Fort Worth are inherently different just as a, as a culture of people. And so learning how to market through things like social media to both of those markets presents Mm -hmm. its own unique challenges because even door to door sales, if I go out and I go door knock in Fort Worth, I'm at no matter where I go. No, I can go anywhere with 500,000 homes. And I'm the fifth or sixth roofer that month that's knocked on their door, maybe that week. If I go to San Antonio and I pick a swath of 50,000 homes and I go knock those doors, I'm probably the first person that's knocked on their door to ask about their roof in five years, you know, mm-hmm. because that we, we just, they don't have that in San Antonio. Is there a lot, is there a lot more opportunity or like, is there a, a lot less like damage or something in San there's Antonio? A, there's what? a lot less competition in San Antonio. The door-to-door sales culture is very vibrant in pest control and solar in San Antonio. As yeah. far as roofing goes, the door-to-door, the door-to-door sales guys really only come out in San Antonio with the exception of three companies, one of them being ours. Um, they really only come out when somebody calls them and says, hey, because the companies in San Antonio have been around forever, right? Yeah. Uh, San Antonio was not an, as an active of a hail season as Fort Worth and DFW okay. is. You know, it's not as yeah. active, but it gets a lot of little half-inch hailstorms, which give it continuous storm dates. So if you're good and you're diligent about knocking on doors, you can generate quite a bit of income in San Antonio. There's just a lot less competition down there. And the people are different. I took uh, two of our guys from Fort Worth down to San Antonio and they got up on a tile roof and, you know, we're, we're all, that thing's going to just roll downhill faster than a freight train. So that, yeah. that job's going to go off well. Um, but even they experienced, they were like, you know, nobody yelled at us. Nobody said we were the fifth person on their door. Like yeah. it was just way different. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's now you can understand why the dilemma for me is, 
so how do I how do I create marketing campaigns to get people that are tired of knocking on their doors and people that don't really think they need their roof inspected in San Antonio? So no, I appreciate that too. And just like the the mentality of going into an what feels like potentially an off season or a time when some people are distracted by other things like the holidays, et cetera. Um, sometimes employees get distracted by the holidays, et cetera. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and trying to keep momentum, you know, and, and right. ultimately, you know, I, I see lower lead volume in December and I, you know, like we've got uh, contractors and roofers being our number one, uh, so I'm guessing they're less busy in general. They're not doing as much on their business in December it all, on average. It all, it all starts in hunting season, man. Usually when hunting season opens up, that's where you get most of your contractors take off. And then, uh, then comes, you know, Thanksgiving and more of them hit the road. And then Christmas, they all go on vacation. You'll see roofing guys in Hawaii all the time and Thailand. And, you know, it's just what they do. And it's like, they're not, and that's one of the good things about being, I guess younger and ambitious is I don't have the luxury of taking time off during the winter time, like during these slow times. So if I see production start to pivot, um, or, or if I can project a pivot in production, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to get out ahead of schedule and start cultivating more deals to pick up for yeah. that, that bell curve there. That's definitely not something that you want in businesses. Um, you know, it's a slow time. Everyone says, Oh, well, this is the slow time of the year. No, this is the time of the year that you have to work just a little bit harder. That's it. Yeah. I like that. So what are the most important decisions as you've been starting this company? Um, you got the fresh perspective. So what have been some of the most important decisions you've made the last three months, four months? Um, getting insurance. I, I, and I don't think I touched on that one before. Getting insurance yeah. has been such a damn there's so many differences of opinions out there. I've had guys yeah. tell me, you know, your insurance policy is, is too expensive. You know, it should be four or $5,000 a year. And then I've had people tell me that, you know, if you're not paying $12,000 a year for an insurance as a roofer, then you probably have a crap insurance policy, right? Yeah. Like, and so, so you just get all these different opinions from all these different contractors and you like them, you, you trust them all. So you're kind of like, well, am I getting screwed or is this right? And then I'm in commission sales. So I start asking myself, how much is this, uh, this, this sales guy making a commission on this deal? How much is this premium? Is it really supposed to be five grand? He's throwing another seven grand on top. You know, like you, you don't know what you don't know. So that's having to, to go through the hoops and get all those different estimates and stuff. It, you feel like a homeowner trying to repair a hail damaged roof. You know what I mean? Um, you, you go out so, and you and talk that, to them. In those important decisions, how do you decide who to trust? You know, like, hey, we're both in a bunch of roofing Facebook groups and stuff like that. Like, do you take all that with a grain of salt? Do you watch, do you watch how you're making these decisions and who you're listening to? Um, I know you said you respect these people, but they have different opinions. So how do you weight the opinions of this different smart people that you're talking to? Well, I tell you, here's how I picked the guy that was going to do my supplements. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell a little story. I don't know if I can shout him out right now, but um, this guy's name is Max. And I had about four or five different people come across my path that 
wanted to, hey, you know, if you're going to be doing supplements, let us do your supplements. And I had a conversation with the guy, Max, and he, him and I just started chit-chatting about different things. And I asked him, I said, Max, can I ask you a question, man? Can you tell me some about your story? Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. You know, you've asked me about the business and what my business volume is. And I was like, I don't, I don't like to do business like with people that I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I want to know you. I want to like you. And I want to trust you. Tell me a little bit about Max. So he told me a little bit about his personal story, going to college, dropping out. Parents were pissed off, started this business, got into roofing sales, created this whole way of tracking and managing and writing his own estimates, learned how to do this, got into that. The business took off a lot faster than he thought. We started talking about personal developments and podcasts and things. And I was just so thoroughly impressed with this young man's level of commitment in accomplishing his goals that he was willing to walk away from college, from the debt that he knew he was going to incur, leaving a, a very good Northeastern University, um, you know, up, up there in New England. I think it was like in New England somewhere. Um, but it was, it was, he was just hell bent on working for himself and being successful. And so I said, so you know what? A guy like this can't afford to do bad business right? He can't afford to be unsuccessful, do bad business, and not produce results because he's, he walked away from everything to make this happen. And then we started talking about, like I said, podcasts and personal development and, and some of the things that he liked. And I realized that we had a lot in common and, and our, our ideas and our viewpoints aligned on a lot of things. And I told him, I remember telling him at the end of the phone call that that was one of the one of the most impactful stories that I've had somebody share with me just on his level of dedication to his dream um, and to the, the sacrifices that he was willing to make to go into business for himself. And I told him, I said, Max, I said, email me what you got to send me, brother, whatever I've got to sign, get it over to me in my email, dude, I'm doing business with you. Um, and so for me, it really comes down to like roofing. Everybody can install a roof. And everybody can install a shingle according to manufacturer specifications. But who's the guy responsible for making the maybe, <laughs> maybe right? We should all be there on the back I've, I've of the some shingles, man. I've seen yeah, some shit. The, the specs are on the literally printed on the back of the shingle package. So we yeah. should all be able to do that. Um, yeah. But really, who are you doing business with? What do they believe in? What's their story? Why are they going to do a good job on your job? You know, why, why are they going to execute for you? Is it because they just need the money? What when they don't need the money anymore? It, is it part of their character and their personality? Um, and so me, I choose to do business with, with the people that are most like me, the ones that are going to call me back, stay in my face, follow up with me, provide me a tremendous amount of value. And it doesn't always have to be dollar based. It can just be consistently answering their phone or executing on time. Um, yeah or even just sharing a whole lot of stuff. So like, it's hard to vet, you know, the insurance policies, everybody can write you the same insurance policy. Well, which one of those people that's selling you that policy is going to walk you through step-by-step step what to do when something happens? You know, which, which one of those people is going to answer the call when you have, you got an exposed roof and it gets rained on and you got to call them and you got to say, Hey, look, man, it was 4% chance of rain and it dumped on my, on top of my neighborhood. What do I do? You know? Yeah. Um, 
that that to me is is the important thing is is knowing a little bit about who you choose to do business with. I like that. So we talked about you talked about supplementary. That's probably been a big decision. And yeah, uh, insurance contacts and stuff like that. Yeah, any anything, anything else, important decisions. Uh, financing, like well, finances, your CPA, accountants, stuff like that. That that is yeah. very important to figure out. And your your process. You have one that you like that you want to share. What's that? A CPA? Yeah. Yeah, I'm still looking for one right now. So if anybody's got a good roofing CPA, hit me up. Can I share one with you? Absolutely, man. It's an option. 24-hour bookkeeper um, is is focused on roofers and does a great job from what I understand. So check them out, 24-hour bookkeeper. Okay. Um, And I love, yeah, I think it's really important to have one of those. Anything else that you've got? Yeah, you're, you're. The, the process, like uh, figuring out like one of the one of the most important decisions that you can make is how you're going to structure your company, what your process looks like. And does everybody understand that process? You know, it's OK if you know everything from A to Z, but when you start to scale, um, you're going to have to you're going to have to integrate people into your process. And so you have to be able to communicate it, show it to them, write it down. Um, one of the best pieces of advice I, I had gotten um, well, it was, it was from Adam Bensman. We were on the phone when I decided to launch this thing. The roof strategist and I were chit-chatting on the phone. And I asked him, I said, what's, what's some advice you have for me, right? And he said, put blinders on, man. Like, don't look at, you know, when the storms come and they're out of town, don't go chasing those things. Don't go looking after all these deals over here and these different avenues of making money. And if you're going to sell roofs and you're going to do door-to-door, put blinders on and just focus on executing that. And then he told me the next most important thing is to write down your process on a piece of paper or put it down somewhere on the wall to where anybody that comes in behind you can see it, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and I think he's absolutely correct. You know, when, when you know what your operating system is and how and what steps things have to go through, it's so much easier to manage the business after that. Dude, I like how it's 443 and it's like freaking dark out what the hell yeah where, where uh, are you at i'm in minneapolis bro oh yeah that's a little that's a little ahead of our time yeah it's we still got a little sunlight over here in texas uh, uh for the people that uh aren't that are just listening to this it's just it's been like 20 minutes of us talking and it's 4 43 here and it's dark but um yeah yeah so what are some basic business setup things that you didn't think about previous to starting a roofing company? Like just some things that you weren't like necessarily thinking you were going to have to deal with. And now you have to deal with. Um, man, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of weird because I've been in this industry now for two years. Um, yeah. I've, I've been here for about two years. I've experienced a lot of things when I was in sales and in management and the roofing uh, in the roofing industry that I knew could be done better, but they, they could be done different. Now, whether or not they were better, I, I think, I feel, and I believe that the way that I have to execute on these things might be a little bit better than some other people's ideas or strategies or plans or stuff. Um, but obviously, I'll let you know in about 360 more days, you know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. when it all plays out, you know, it's going to yeah. take some time to see if that fleshes out. But um, <clears throat> I think that 
some of the things that I, I didn't really think about going into it, man, I really feel like I spent a lot of time thinking about a lot of it, to be honest with okay. you. Okay. That's uh, okay. That's okay. I didn't, if you, Hey, just, that's a good insight in and of itself. Like definitely think about it and a clarify lot. a lot. Yeah. Of yeah. A lot. Stuff. Like don't take the leap and then think about all this stuff. That's, and that's, you know, a lot of people like there's, there's, there's a way to do everything, right? Like you, you, you can't just, nobody goes into major league baseball without going through the steps of T-ball, pitching machine, coach pitch, Babe Ruth league, city club, baseball, high school, college, major leagues, right? Very few people go from zero experience and play one year of high school baseball and then go straight into the minor leagues or the major leagues. Like nobody really does that. You would have to be a phenomenal human being. And I mean, an absolutely phenomenal salesperson and a leader and, and an example of core values to go from zero experience to business owner in the same year. Um, Mm -hmm. It takes a lot. Now I've been in, I've been in the construction industry since I was like 15 years old. I've done everything from framing to electrical work to, you know, EPDM and TPO roof installs myself. Um, You name it, I've done it, man. So I have a lot of industry experience. And then I went into business for myself for about three years doing residential construction and, and remodels and stuff. And I figured out that I didn't know how to scale a business back then. Like I, it was, I was robbing Peter to pay Paul every month and I had no idea what I was doing. So that was my first experience. Hey, just because you're, you know, you're good at building decks and fences and laying tile doesn't mean you're good at finding clients to do it for. Um, So you have to learn how to put all those key pieces. You have to learn how to generate leads. You have to learn how to provide customer service. You have to learn how to deal with the insurance companies. You have to learn how to track your finances and bookkeeping. And that shit takes time. And I think that, you know, like going, going to that, what you don't think about is a lot of times the sales guys that do this for a year or do this for, you know, six months and they go, well, you know, I'm, why is he making all the money? Cause there's a lot of shit that goes on in the background that I think a lot of people don't really take into consideration. And that was always the big reason why I would tell people when they would ask me, you know, why aren't you working for yourself yet? Cause there's still some things I need to figure out first. You know, there's there's still some gaps in the plan that I need to get I need to get kind of finalized. And that's where I feel like I'm at right now is just closing in those gaps. How did you know I didn't have this on our list of questions, but how did you know it was time? Oh, man, Um, I didn't. I'm going to be dead honest with you. I didn't. I went to RoofCon. I had a phenomenal experience at RoofCon. I got to sit down and talk with. Uh, ben Manchaka, Becca Switzer, Deshaun Bryant, Adam Bensman, Chuck Thockey, um, um, just uh, Andy Near talked with Andy quite a few times, um, met with you guys, Joseph Hughes, uh, so many people I was able to sit down and, and to talk with. And the feedback that the feedback that I got from a lot of people was like, Hey, you figured out marketing, you got branding down. You were able to establish yourself as a subject matter expert. Why are you not working for yourself? And 
I remember going back to the hotel room the first night and I was telling my wife and I was like, man, everybody kept asking me, like, why are you not? And she's like, I've been asking you that for, you know, a year. Like, why are you not doing this? And I was just like, I, I, I remember saying to myself, maybe it's time, right? Maybe, maybe it's time. And I came back to Fort Worth and there were some changes happening in the, with the roofing contractor that I was with. And then we just, we all kind of decided like, you know, maybe, maybe now is time. Maybe now is the right time. Um, I, I don't think there's ever a perfect time where you have everything figured out and all the money that you're going to need to make it happen. I think there's always some unforeseen circumstances that are going to pop up. Um, but for the most part, I didn't really know it was the right time. I just knew that if it was the right time, it was going to require me to execute on it and not look back. Yeah. First of all, I want to say very smart having the wife on board. I think that's really important. Uh, yeah for everyone that, you know, you want to have your wife on board when it's time to start. Um, and I guess the other one being, it's never going to be a long enough runway. If you need a financial runway, like there's, you're always going to want more of a runway. It's always like, yeah. I mean, I didn't have that. Some, some people I talked to about my runway and they're like, dude, what you went out, you went out on your own with that as a runway. And I was like, yeah. So, you know, but you know more about your situation than anyone else on this planet. And if you, you got to trust yourself at a certain point, because you can't go to your boss and say, Hey, do you think I should start my own business? Yeah. Like, normally that's not the, that's not the way that people will let, you know, it doesn't quite work that I probably would, to be honest, if I had an employee come to me oh, yeah. and I really thought it was, I would, but not a lot of business owners are going to be like, well, yeah. And, I, and I've even I've even had that conversation with other with uh, with other roofing owners before. You know, a lot of people there was there was a, a conversation about you know, do you allow your sales guys to create a brand behind themselves? And yeah. one of the one of the responses that I got, and I was like, well, I did it, and it wasn't detrimental to the company that I was with. It helped. You know what I mean? They were still buying the product and the service from the business. They were just choosing the salesperson that they wanted it from because they liked how they aligned with that salesperson. Mm -hmm. um, but some of the common thought is that one of the pieces of feedback I got was that if you allow the salesperson to create a brand uh, behind themselves in independent of the business, then that can compromise the brand or take away from the brand of the business. And, and, and to me, what I, what I heard was, I'm afraid that they'll leave and take business if they get too. And I'm like, that's, that's a scarcity mindset for me. You know, like I don't occupy space and time in that. And I even told uh, one of the two guys in Fort Worth, I said, look, tell me what your goal is. And if your goal is to create a roofing company, then hang out with me as much as possible. Let's go sell some roofs. If there's one thing I know how to do, it's how to generate income, right? The thing that I'm learning how to do right now is retain income and then multiply that income. Those are the things that I'm focused on doing now. I can go knock on a door and pull a deal out in you know, a day or two and make seven to 12 grand. Like I'm, I'm okay with that, you know? Um, in, in one deal, I can go out and knock doors one day and make 10 grand. I'm okay with that. Um, what I what I encourage everyone to do that if you're a sales guy and you're looking to get into, you know, opening a roofing business, uh, call me, come on board. Let's make sure that you understand the fundamentals of roofing sales and how to get things bought and how to handle exactimate claims and insurance supplements and, and how to file for depreciation. And then, and then we'll start talking about things like, 
you know, why I created the LLC the way that I did, why I got the insurance the way that I did. Like, I'm not afraid to share that part of the story with somebody that wants to be a business owner, because in the yeah, meantime, I'm going to mentor. Yeah, I'm going to mentor you and you're going to sell the shit out of some roofs for me. So it's a win win either way. You know? throw, throw in a number for people since the call to action was uh, call me. Throw in your oh, yeah. Call me. 210-517-1777. <laughs> so. I know this is a big goal, but I'm going to try it anyways. How do you start a roofing company? Oh, shit. Um, spend some time working for a roofing company first. Um, number one, get, get some experience in how sales operate and then work your way into management positions so you can understand what it means to lead people because that's, that's a very, that is a thing in this industry that is probably more difficult than selling a roof is managing salespeople, right? Um, it's a totally different entity in itself. You have to learn that every person that, that you talk to and that you're trying to teach or coach, sorry, this son is killing me over here. Um, teach, teach or coach, they all have a different, they have different personality types and they all work this, the, uh, they all work differently their minds are different. Their attitudes are different. They respond to different things. And you have to learn how to dissect that and pull that apart. So spend some time in roofing sales management um, mm -hmm. and then spend time working with the roofing owner, with the company owner, understanding what his job duties are. Um, and then once you've done all that, and I'd say you've spent about a year and a half or two years, then you want to start, um, you want to start looking at whether you want to be an S corp or an LLC and you want to start asking those questions, then you need to figure out how to do that shit on your own. Because if your, if your finances are limited, you don't really have $1,500 to spend on an attorney to go file an LLC for you. So do what I did, jump on Google, walk yourself through the steps. There's tons of videos and articles on how to establish your company as an LLC and how to set up, you know, managing members and whether it's managed by the, the members or by, you know, the, the, you or whatever the case, um, there, there's a lot to it, but just take little steps uh, and, and make sure you got the experience that you're, you're qualified for that first, because not everybody that is in business should be running a business, you know? For sure. yeah. So that actually gets into my next question, which is who should do it and who should not do it? Start a roofing company. Shit. Um, anybody can. It, it all depends on your mindset. And I'll, I'll be 100% honest with you. You can be the um, you can be the kind of person that is is very quiet, uh, very analytical, very um, introverted, and then run a run a very successful roofing business because you understand where your strengths are and that, and that you, you apply to your strengths and you can find somebody to do the things that you're not good at. Right. Like, um, I have no, I have, I do not run our business. Like I am the, the face of the business. I am the brand of the business. People see me when we go out door knocking, my wife is way more qualified to manage our business than I am. So she runs the business. her name's Jackie. Is she, is she around you right now? Uh, she's downstairs right now. She's working. She is a, an electrical engineer, um, for a huge oh. multi-billion dollar corporation. Um, nice. 
Yeah, her her clients awesome. make solar powered stuff. You know, nice. My, um, my dad was an electrical engineer, so that's awesome. Um, yeah, I was just gonna ask her a question. I was gonna ask it like I was gonna say, how lucky is uh, Dave that he has you? I wanted to hear her yeah. that. I, how how lucky do you feel that you have an integrator for a wife? I feel extremely lucky um, to to have her as well. Also, need to to you know, full disclosure. I need to remember sometimes that she doesn't have the experience in the industry that I do, and so that when I'm talking, I know that she's smart. Uh, sometimes I'll tell her simple things that I think are completely communicated very clearly and and correctly, and she's like, "When well, I don't understand what that means," and I'm like, "Well, how do you not understand what depreciation means?" You know, like it's. And I have to explain it to her. And then she's like, okay, now I understand, you know? Um, but it's, you don't, it's, you don't want to have to retrain a new wife though. Probably that, that. That's right. No, no, no. So you have to, you have to be careful about, you know, how you, how you go about pointing out the things that they're not good at, you know? Um, but she's great that's at a, running. That's a venture man starting a company or like working on a company together and have it, like you were saying earlier, just all your conversations being around business unfortunately maybe even more than you want like it just tends to go that way a lot of personal conversations end up being about business that's yeah yeah you ain't beautiful in its own way because it's like at least you have something to talk i mean you always have something to talk about yeah and i and i think that you know jackie and i before business ownership she would always she would catch the brunt of the complaints like when it comes to you know, the problems and the headaches uh, that exist inside of the roofing contracting company that I was working with, um, she would always hear about the problems. And, and then it was, you know, I would always say stuff like, well, if it was my company, then, you know, I would do this or I would do that, you know, but I have to ask, I have to present the idea and see if it gets approved or not, and then so on and so forth. Um, but Jackie is is really the person now that she's heard all of those things. And so she knows, um, you know, just because she's such an analytical person, she's like, okay, we need to make sure that we do A, B, and C so that, you know, X, Y, and Z don't ever happen. Uh, Mm -hmm. We need to make sure that we create a process for tracking all the approved supplements and and the, the new depreciation amounts and uh, cash flow is, is super important. Cash flow is something that I never thought about. I just thought, Hey, you, do a couple of jobs and then you close the jobs and you get paid on those jobs and you got your money. Well, what happens when one of your jobs pays out $5,000 up front and it's a $12,000 install labor and materials, you got five grand to work with and there's you know $15,000 in depreciation. Well, you're going to have to float the cost of that job. Okay, so how do you do it? Well, you got to go apply for a line of credit at your supplier's. And you got to get, you know, cash on hand. You have to have equity in your company when you start it, money in the bank day one, or you have to go get a badass business credit card and learn how to pay some of your stuff on that. Um, And then figuring out what to pay. Jackie is so good at all this stuff. She's so good at this stuff. She's the one that really runs this business. Um, And so when I say that anybody can run a business, anybody can, but you got to have the right, you got to have the right mindset. You have to have the right experience to do it. Um, and, and you have to, you have to know what you're good at and what you're not good at. And if you're not good at something, go find some, somebody that's good at that and get them involved. 
Yeah, I think that's such a critical role. And definitely what I see is the big difference between roofing companies that make it and don't make it is that integrator role. Right. So I, we've talked about it here. If we ever if we ever have like a mastermind group or whatever, it's gonna be the roofing integrator mastermind group. And it's gonna be all those people hanging out. Cause a lot of people, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these companies. Yeah. Uh, no, no, Tim wants to ask you a question. He just wants to ask you what's up. Hey, what's He's going on? The, the I final show my question. face, but I'm a mess. Hey. hey. It's all right. Can you answer the question of, on the audio at least because of the podcast? Sure, sure. How is Dave to have you as the integrator in his roofing business? Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Tell us, tell us about it. Why, why is the integrator role so important in a roofing business? Um, you got to stay organized. And that is one of my key features that he lacks. So <laughs> he's He's definitely the marketer, the sales guy, but the organization, the financials and keeping track of everything. Um, yeah, he wouldn't, I don't, I don't, I love you, but you wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't yeah, do it. Me, so I'll just ask like, I guess uh, one more follow-up question to that, which is just, if you didn't marry in to an integrator, which I think a lot of, how would you go about finding someone like you if uh, if you didn't have one? And let's say you're a sales and marketing guy um, and you needed to find an integrator like yourself. Wow. Um, honestly, your network, I would, it would have to be somebody, somebody that I know I've seen their work and I've seen their social media and how they run their stuff and they, they, I, of course, would have to interview them and ask them how they keep track of their situation if, in their personal life or if they have their own business and kind of get draw my own analysis from there. There's not really there's not really what a way to point it out. What kind of skill sets do you have that that like really help? Like, are you are you kind of accounting? stuff or what are the skill sets that have played a part sorry for i wouldn't i wouldn't say i'm direct accounting but i definitely keep track of multi-million dollar financials on my accounts um and i'm yeah. i'm not just talking about you know they're they're high dollar clients and i'm in charge of keeping track of invoices and po's and making sure the customer gets credit for stuff and as well as the engineering aspect of it. So, I mean, I have to keep organized, like no tomorrow, if not, yeah, there's no way I would have a job. Um, but I've been in the project management role for about three years and electrical engineer before that for about three years as well. So, I mean, I've done everything from run projects on site to lead teams and make sure testing gets done, engineering gets done correctly to uh, manage the projects from start to finish and close out all the documentation. The money is the biggest aspect when it comes to corporate world. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some, awesome. of these, some of these price tags, Tim, I was just going to say some of these price tags are, you know, they're, when, when she says multi, they're like hundreds of millions yeah. of dollars. You know, it's like, it's just, you can make a really big mistake when you're talking about numbers that big. Oh yeah, and then and then through the project management aspect, you come to learn that 
you have to back yourself on absolutely everything you say, everything you do, because if not back charges, you know, $200,000 here or so, and it's, it's not, it's not, it's not a nice penny, you know, so you have to make sure you're covered on all aspects of your business. Hey, thank you so much for answering some of those questions. I appreciate it. Sure I don't thing. think the, the integrator gets as much love as they should sometimes. So no, she um, she definitely doesn't, bro. She's she's the one that she makes sure that everything keeps moving in the right direction. And and like you said, the the integrator, she's uh, you know I'm the visionary. She's the integrator. I I tell her, hey, this is what I think we should do, and she's like, logistically, it makes sense. Let's do that. You know. So, so if we ever have an, a roofing integrator group, uh, we'll we'll be sure to let you guys know that it's happening. Um, yeah, man, for sure. There's just so many different things that they're working on that we don't always know about as the the vision, sales, whatever. That's that's right. That's right, dude. All right, my dude. Uh, it was really good to chat with you. Anything? Any final words for somebody who's thinking about starting their own roofing company or just starting out? Let's say. Um, Anything else you want to say to people? I mean, if you're thinking about opening a roofing company, uh, here's the best advice I can give you. If you think you're going to do it, um, do it with as little safety net as possible. Uh, take a big piss, a big steaming hot piss on your plan B and, and get rid of it, right? When you cut, I don't care who you are. If you're a trapeze artist and you have no safety net, I ain't letting go of this trapeze like that because it means instant death. You know what I mean? If I'm a tightrope walker and I'm walking across a tightrope between two buildings, I'm not falling off this damn rope. You know what I mean? Like it has to work, whether I end up climbing across the rest of it or I walk the entire way. If you get rid of the safety net, it, there's there's it has to work, you know, and, and for me, that means going all in and, and betting not only my financial success, but the lives of my children being able to feed and clothe and provide for my family. Um, it all depends on the the success of the business. So it has to work. There's no plan B. I am not going to go back and sell roofs for another roofing contractor as long as I live. I love it. It was fun. It was an easy way to make money. Um, but I feel like natural progression just dictates that you always move forward, not backwards. Um, you're either growing or dying, right? And uh, if you're thinking about it, Make sure you got the key critical pieces in, in place first, process, finances, um, marketing, brand awareness. Make sure that you have those, those, at least those four components in place ready to go, and then just execute on it every day, every day. Work on making it work. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that, Dave. Uh, where can people find you guys? Um Website is a5roof.com. Uh, you can get us at a5roofing on Instagram and Facebook. And then if you want to get me on uh, Facebook and Instagram personally, you can find me at the Roof Poppy um, on Facebook and Instagram. So awesome. Uh, thank you so much. And, Thanks, Tim. Uh, I appreciate it. Yes, sir. The podcast is put on by hookagency.com, hook agency all over social media. And uh, thank you for listening or watching. Bye. Thanks, Tim.